And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. I'm back. I mean, we're back. <laughs> Indeed we are. This week we celebrate LGBTQIA History Month plus news, views. And music. And chat. And music. The rise of the phoenix. And some music. Yes, and music. That's my line. Quiet as. Let's start the show. Hello, mic levels before we started the show, Alan. I know. Apologies for the shouting. I got over <laughs> overzealous, overzealous, and overexciting. It's staring across the desk at Ez. Usually, I we're know. side by side, but not yeah. directly opposite each no. other. I've it's changed. Wonderful. I've changed like position. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I'm very what are you now? That way. Um, forward facing. <laughs> we start as we mean to go on. Active or passive? Same. Uh, <laughs> Same? Both. Whatever. <laughs> How is everybody on this uh, rather rainy Thursday? Moist. Moist. Moist evening. Wet. Dripping. And that? Terry. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and we had an accident in the taxi, didn't we? Oh, we here. did. Terry, you're not that old already. Please. Yeah, I am, actually. It was, it's um, true. Just yeah. pop the pad in. <laughs> it, was, it was a catastrophe, but the driver was, uh, was very patient. Well, he was very good with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you doing your oh. care of the elderly today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm used to it. <laughs> <gasps> wow. Whoa. Wow. Speaking I'm sorry, dear listeners, I've just been abused. <laughs> Hello. We've got a very packed show tonight, haven't we, Steph? Are we? <laughs> we have. Okay. Well, I'm asking you. The only way that we could fit more into this show is if we all sniff some ammo. Well, uh, yes, um, but Steph, as the producer. <laughs> There's a lot to fit in, yeah. We're looking at the NHS. Yeah. We're looking at a trans choir. We are. Uh, you've got you and Alad. Yeah. we got Terry on news. And, I'm a lot and to you. fit in. Me. I'm yes. a lot to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. And in only one hour. Absolutely. Well, it's technically less than that, isn't it? Because we have that jingle, what's it, in the beginning. And then we have, like, 12 minutes of songs. Yeah. So, like, yeah. actually, 55 like, minutes. the chit-chat yeah. gets severely reduced. And then we got seven minutes of Would news. Would you call this severely reduced? So, it is a reduction in services, just like everything right. else right now. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Is that because you like to hear your voice, Alan? Mm. No, I just like just to asking. give our guests the most optimum time that they have for, to be able to talk about what they want to talk about. I'm there to okay. aid a conversation, aren't I? Are you? That's my role. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you know you're only here because you're the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> I am the best in my price bracket. <laughs> <laughs> good answer, good answer. I don't know if we've ever co-presented before, Alan. No, we haven't. This no. is new. This is oh. new. We have a, a finger waving in the air, like she just Steph, it's never a finger, it's always a fist. Uh, so, welcome to Shout Out on this lovely Thursday. Uh, it's dripping outside, it's dripping in here. Uh, we're going to have lots of cool music, lots of fun, cracking guests, cracking show. Yeah. Um, what's first, Ez? What are we listening to? First, we have got Sylvester, a history short for LGBTQI Plus History Month. Mm. 
LGBT History Month with BCFM 93.2. Sylvester. Sylvester James Jr. was born on September the 6th, 1947. An American singer-songwriter named for his flamboyant and androgynous appearance and falsetto singing voice. Born in Watts, Los Angeles to a middle-class African-American family, Sylvester developed a love of singing through his local gospel choir. He left the church after the congregation expressed disapproval of his homosexuality and found friendship among a group of black cross-dressers and transgender women. His first solo album came in 1977 called simply Sylvester. The acclaimed disco album Step 2 followed in 78 which included the hit single You Make Me Feel. Four more albums followed. Sylvester campaigned against the spread of HIV AIDS which he died from on December 16th 1988. In 2005, he was posthumously inducted into the Dance Music Hall of Fame. The Shout Out Podcast. Hello. Sylvester, you make me feel... Mighty real. In brackets. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that is a great song. Isn't it? It is, it is great. Yeah. It it's lasted so well. Absolute still now. It's a classique. Isn't it? Right, we have our first guest. <laughs> we do indeed. Hello, Leslie. Um, we're speaking, listeners, to Leslie Mansell, Qualities and Diversity Manager um, for the NHS. For Southmead Hospital, sorry. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I'd get something a bit, a bit back to front. The whole of the NHS, how would we mangle, how would we mangle that one? <laughs> for Southmead Hospital. How are you doing, Leslie? Thank you for coming in tonight. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's very exciting for us because we're celebrating History Month. This is our 14th year celebrating. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> so this year, for the very first time, we put up the progress flag. Uh, the reason it was the first time was because we didn't have a flagpole before. <gasps> so as soon as we saw it go up, the chair of our staff group contacted the head of FM and said, can we put the flag up? And he said, yeah, no problem, which was fantastic. Yeah. Where I used to work, there was an awful fight about putting one up a few years ago. But um, so, yeah, that's great. So it's outside Southmead Hospital. You'll see that there. Um, so this year's theme is Under the Scope, um, medicine, medicine and Healthcare. So it's given us a great opportunity to focus on some of the things that our staff do. Um, so our Chief Nursing Officer is also our LGBT plus champion and he's uh, done a video to celebrate which is again uh, great yeah um, we like to get everybody involved if possible um, towards the end of the month we've got Peter Tatchell coming so that'll be great that's open to anybody in the hospital who wants to come um, so that'll be really interesting I think and he's going to focus on health inequalities in our community um, trans people's access to health care uh, HIV and AIDS, obviously, as a founder of uh, ACT UP and PrEP and sexual health or the lack of the sexual health services. So it's, in tackling LGBT issues, it's just one step towards mm. our values, which is about um, health care for the future, being an anchor in the community and delivering great care. Absolutely. What, what changes have you seen over the last few years? Oh, wow. Um, I think attitude has changed a lot, mm. an awful lot. There's a lot more tolerance now than there ever used to be. Um, and as I say, just putting the rainbow flag up years ago, it was a fight to do it. And nowadays, it's just seen as quite normal and ordinary. Yeah. 
yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's just great now because thinking back to Bristol Pride last year, um, the number of non-binary people there was really marked mm. and not just at Bristol Pride. And lots of very young non-binary people as well. I think, you know, society's changing. We're coming, becoming, you know, more aware, more accepting of it. And this is part of my job at the hospital. So trying to raise the, the issues, um, helping people doing uh, training and awareness sessions mm. so they understand what they are. We do quite a lot around trans issues. Um, we haven't had a lot of seminars because of covid and because we're we're sort of busy but um the last time we did something on trans issues we packed the room out so much or there wasn't enough room for everybody to get in so again you know people come along to find out what they need to know for their particular service and it's just that willingness to learn that i think is so important with with the political discourse as it is at the moment around trans issues in healthcare what is South Mead or North Bristol NHS Trust kind of doing or ensuring that people who are accessing healthcare within that trust are still being able to be treated as equally as um, cisgendered patients? Well, we don't do gender reassignment surgery, but we do provide things like um, laser centre, where we have a lot of trans women come. And I do know that the anecdotal information I've got from there and also from places like the Laurels at Exeter, that we get good feedback. And in fact, at Pride in 2021, we did a health survey. Um, it wasn't massive. However, it showed that Southmead came up very positively. That's not to say there's not more things that we need to do. I mean, we, we do have an issue with... Um, equality monitoring because the system nationally this is not us mm. we change the system so people can put their uh, gender down uh, and the system changes it back again oh right <laughs> it's okay really infuriating for both the staff for the patients and it's one of the things i've been working on for some time and i'm determined that that will change mm. in a positive way before i retire <laughs> i can imagine does that lead to misgendering of patients yes it will do and that's mm. not because we don't want to put it down correctly it's because the system nationally changes it mm. yeah and so you were talking about peter tatchell earlier on coming mm -hmm. in and what he was talking about is that the first time that um that peter will be be speaking no he's been to Southmead before a few years ago um so it'd be nice to see him again he's always very chatty as you know he can talk uh, for England but, but he's <laughs> yeah. got a long reputation in, mm. in campaigning for human rights for everybody so that's going to be really interesting absolutely and do you find that, that what I was asking her about sort of reflected back over the last years do you find that now people are showing more interest um sort of sort of cis heterosexual people show more interest in wanting to understand the LGBTQI plus community more within the workplace sort of as staff Absolutely. And I think um, when I first came into the health service, which was 2009, um, there was very much a willingness to, to know, but there was um, a misunderstanding of what to do. Mm. Um, so that's a really great atmosphere to work in. People want to know, mainly. Yeah. Um, the 
people that don't want to know, we don't tend to see, unfortunately. They're mm. the ones who would rather come along and say, look, we don't understand this, can you explain it? Yeah. Um, but I think people are, are starting to become more confident now mm. um, to come along and ask the question. I mean, I don't work on my own. I work with uh, quite a number of people in our staff group. So they get involved in not just History Month, but commenting on policies and practices. So all of our policies are inclusive, mm. which is really important. Um, and that, again, that's never been an issue. You know, we've got the Equality Act. That's the, the basis we start from. However, um, having the Act is one thing, putting it into practice is something else. It's, uh, yes, very something else, putting it into practice. And in terms of the Equality Act, and, you know, you provide care to your patients, you have those policies and procedures there. In terms of then supporting the LGBTQIA plus workforce, of North Bristol NH, NHS Trust, like, do you? What is the numbers of the that community that work for you as a as an inclusive employer? And is the support just the same for them? And is the stuff that you have to do for your patients kind of followed through in terms of employment policy, um, promoting an inclusive workplace? Okay, so the thing with equality is it's not about treating people the same. It's about treating people according to who they are. And that's what we try and do at NBT. We treat people according to, obviously, there's a medical need for patients, um, but we like to treat them as individuals as well. Mm. And if you look at our, our comments that come back from patients, you know, we have, I can't remember what the figure now, but we have far more compliments from patients than we do people saying, well, this has all gone wrong, you know. Mm. Um, which, which is great, and we're such a massive organisation, you know, it's good that we're getting that overwhelming positive response. As I said before, you know, the feedback that we get is genuinely, you know, very good. Absolutely, yeah. So it's a person-centred approach, it's sort of seeing each person for who they are and for what their needs are, and supporting them with what it is that they bring either as a patient or as an employee. No, absolutely, and one of our values is putting patients first, putting mm. patients at the centre of things. Mm. That's what we're there for. <laughs> Absolutely. So are there other things happening over the next few weeks? Um, yes, so we've got uh, a pink exhibition, which is outside our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And um, also we've got uh, a member of PRISM, which is the Royal College of Surgeons LGBTQI plus group. And he's going to come along and speak about the work that they're doing. They've done a lot of work around um, allies um, we have got a statement on allies, which we've uh, drawn up with our staff group and our allies group. Um, so it's some of that very basic stuff we put in place, but then it's it's making it work afterwards. It's important. Yes. So sort of looking at things both in the now sort of planning every year for for this for LGBTQI plus history month, but also making sure that these things are here all year long and that anything that needs to be changed is looked at and these things are sort of... Oh, absolutely. Worked with? Absolutely. I mean, the survey we did at Pride the other year, there was a whole report done that went to our patient experience team mm. so they could look at the sort of things they need to be thinking about. Wow. All exciting it stuff, is. isn't it? All it really is. Stuff really, really interesting. Good and stuff We happening. are fast running out of time, though. So could you give us a link to your socials, please? Okay. So we are on Instagram, which is at north underscore bristol underscore NHS. We're also on uh, Twitter, now X, which is at uh, North Bristol NHS. You should find us there. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Yes, hope to catch up soon. Probably Absolutely. see you at Pride. Yes, <laughs> if not Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. 
My sexuality has never been a problem to me, but I think it has been for other people. Dusty Springfield. During the 60s and 70s, not many popular parts of gay or lesbian culture fitted into the heteronormative world and even fewer were celebrated. Dusty fits seamlessly into both. She was a woman ahead of her time. She never accepted the idea there could be any limitations placed on her based on her gender or sexuality. Dusty's fierce intelligence, her love for women and her stance against racism and injustice brought her into conflict with the chauvinistic music industry of the time. She always knew what she wanted and she went for it. In a 1970s interview, she spoke openly about her sexuality and in 82 she got married many years before gay marriage was legalised. She is an LGBTQ plus icon attracting many LGBTQ plus fans and drag artists who love to impersonate her. At the age of 59, Dusty sadly passed away. Elton John said, I just think she was the greatest white singer there has ever been. Every song she sang, she claimed as her own. The Shout Out Podcast. Is Shoutout News. Welcome along. The BBC News Channel reports that the body shop, the chain of high street stores that were founded in 1976 by the late Dame Anita Roddick and which pioneered ethical trading, have gone into administration. Restructuring firm FRP, which have been appointed as the administrator, said it would now consider all options to find a way forward for the business. The body shop was a supporter of the LGBTQIA plus rights and many stores flew rainbow flags during Pride Month. In addition, the store's support of animal welfare and fair trade ingredients appealed to LGBT plus people who many surveys have revealed are more likely than heterosexual and cisgender people to care about the environment and eco-issues, including climate change change trade international development and animal rights the retailers shops will remain open as usual while efforts are made to try to save the uk firm trade unions said that around 2,000 jobs would be at risk if the body shop were to close down completely international women's day in 2024 falls on friday the 8th of march our colleagues at hospital radio glamorgan in south wales the station for the university of hospital of wales have announced that they will be marking the auspicious day with lots of female groups and artists and programs exclusively fronted by some of the radio glamorgan women you can hear the station online at radioglamorgan.com and tributes have been paid to Cecilia Gentili, an activist within the LGBTQI plus communities, a creative, a health activist and advocate for sex workers and a reformer of laws that unfairly <coughs> discriminated against trans women of colour. She was 52 years of age and passes on to the realm of our LGBTQI plus ancestors and also that of indigenous peoples of her home country of Argentina. As Cecilia's grandmother was from the First Nation people of the region. When she first moved to New York in 2003, Cecilia was a sex worker and her expertise on the streets informed her later advocacy work. From 2010, she worked at the City LGBT Centre and the New York Anti-Violence Project. She gave her expertise and time to a wide variety of organisations, including Gay Men's Health Crisis, or GMHC, one of the oldest AIDS and HIV service organisations. Gentilly was active in the formation of and led the discrimination Discrim NY campaign, which successfully decriminalised sex work in New York and repealed the Walking While Trans law, which criminalised loitering for the purposes of prostitution and was used to unfairly target, harass and arrest trans women of colour. In recent years, Cecilia gave training with trans equality sorry trans equity training a development consulting firm that sought to center trans women of color immigrants sex workers and incarcerated people 
and she joined the board of directors of Stonewall Community Foundation, a New York-based LGBTQ-focused grant-making organisation where she served until her passing. Cecilia also had interests in international politics and peace. In October 2023, she was among hundreds arrested at a rally calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, organised by the anti-Zionist organisation Jewish Voice for Peace. In the creative sphere, Cecilia wrote books, appeared on television and created and co-organised Transmissions Fest, the first all-trans music festival in NYC, with the proceeds going to LGBTQI plus charities. Now in sports news, the Guardian newspaper reports that the community football club Camden and Islington United, which plays in London's amateur leagues, has withdrawn from the Sunday Wembley Cup for amateur sides after it had a fixture scheduled against a club calling themselves Munter Hunters FC. <coughs> Excuse me, Munter is a derogatory term for someone considered unattractive by some others and is typically targeted at women. After further investigation, the club found offensive content on the uh, Munter Hunters public social media platform. Nick Wigmore, the founder and CEO of Camden and Islington United and a player on the Sunday team said we built Camden and Islington United precisely because we wanted to show that football could and should be done differently. We have over 50% women on our boards, we have an equal number of men and women's teams and we have women coaching across genders. Similarly we have coaches of various genders with black and Asian heritage people leading the women's programme which has historically excluded women from global ethnic majorities. This recent incident reconfirms to us that there is still much work to be done to educate and embolden leagues to take the decisive action where they are made aware of offensive and discriminatory behaviour. A spokesperson for the Football Association said, We are working with the Amateur Football Alliance to support their investigation so that the appropriate steps can be taken in this case. We strongly condemn all forms of misogyny which have no place in football or wider society and we will ensure action is taken against any club or individual that is found guilty of this behaviour. All allegations of this nature are taken very seriously and will not be tolerated in our game. And finally, we send our greetings to LGBTQI plus Christians and their friends as we enter into the period of traditional fasting known as Lent. The period goes up to Easter and many Christians give up something for this period, such as chocolate, fried food or biscuits. It's worth remembering and celebrating the fact that there are many denominations of Christians that welcome LGBTQI plus people and which are committed to the social justice preached by Jesus of Nazareth during the first century. Even the Roman Catholic Church, which is known to move at a glacial pace with respect to reform has changed its rhetoric significantly under the current pontiff so lent greetings to all who are marking it well that's it for this week as we move further into 2024 there are more and more stories worthy of mention we try and post as many as we can to our website so do check us out shout out radio.lgbt perhaps make us your homepage on the web also be sure to connect with lgbtqia plus media and podcasts through the week to stay up to date with all things affecting our communities for Shoutout News, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Stark. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. LGBT History Month with BCFM 93.2. Harvey Milk. Milk helped found the Castro Village Association in San Francisco after another local merchants association tried to prevent two gay men from opening a store. In 1978, Milk won an election as city county supervisor in San Francisco. 
As the first openly gay elected official in the history of California, his election made national and international headlines. Milk spoke heavily of the need for visibility of the gay community, the need to come out of the closet and to fight the lies, myths and distortions. On November 27, 1978, a disgruntled former city supervisor assassinated Milk and Mayor Moscone. That night, a huge crowd spontaneously marched from Castro Street to City Hall in a silent candlelight vigil. LGBT History Month with BCFM 93.2. I haven't heard that one for a while, I don't think. Played it last Friday. I was expecting, yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, it only came out yesterday. Ava Max. Yeah. Kings and Queens. (laughs) No, it was really good. It is great. I could see you having a little bop there, Alad. Oh, this is a certified bop. This is is. top tier pop. And thank you to T Star for the news. That is my new nickname for you. T Star and. T-Star, the news extraordinaire. And welcome back <laughs> after a cracking bop. Uh, no one else read no. the news there. It was just T-Star. Yeah. It yeah. was all mm-hmm. about the uh-huh. t- all about Tether. Yeah. Uh, but we are joined from one musical bop of Kings and Queens to some other, a group of musical bops. Um, it is. Uh, I know that was the most awful segue I think I've ever done in my no whole comment. entire life. Uh, but we are very excited to welcome into the Shout Out Studios uh, the wonderful Phoenix Song Project. The Phoenix Song Project. Yes, welcome, Francis and Kat. Hello. Hello. Thank you. You are, uh, like, I did say your name right, right? It is Phoenix. Is it Phoenix Song Project? So it's yes. the Phoenix Song Project, and we are the Trans Choir. Brilliant. Bristol Trans Choir. Bristol Trans Choir. And, uh, Tell us about you. When did you start? How long have you been going? What? Tell us a bit of the backstory of the lovely Phoenix. Um, so the choir started about one year ago. Um, we started with just Francis and I, and then we've had progressively more um, members join in. Um, the whole idea behind it was um, to give trans people who are passionate about music a safe space um, because lots of trans people um, don't really feel included in traditional choirs um, and they'll often feel like they have to sing a part that doesn't feel comfortable for them to sing. Um, So the whole point is to create a safe space um, for any music ability and for any trans person who wants to join. Amazing. So you started with two. Yes. (laughs) Francis and Kat. And how, how many are we now? Uh, How many are we now? Um, in total, I would say a bit less than ten people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, great! You're so you're so you're like deep into like choir section now. You know, you've got a good hall of singers. Yeah, we. I mean, we can sing. We can sing things with three or four parts now, which is exciting. Oh, that is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it gives us more options. Yeah. Is singing something that you have both always enjoyed? Definitely. I grew up with music uh, and listening to it and singing uh, my heart away. I'm not a great singer, 
but I like it, and I think that's all that matters. I yeah. think you're uh, good. In in the shower, <laughs> I am winning every Grammy <laughs> and Brit Award for best new artist that has ever happened. Yep, May, if you come to any of my drag shows, they come there to hear Beaver not sing. Yes, um, I'm definitely not a singer, but it, it is a joyous thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a very freeing experience um, and um, I, I, as someone who enjoys theatre and has done theatre in the past um, what I'm hearing there is really lovely is that you know everybody's welcome no matter um, what their singing ability is um, and also that it is a queer space a safe space for people to feel able to express themselves uh, through music uh, Are you both kind of musical directors choreographers like how do you kind of what's the process in choosing which sheet music to pop up and then arrange and um so what how do we describe ourselves cat <laughs> um We've kind of not given ourselves fancy titles have we uh um, so we're just passionate musicians <laughs> um but we just we have kind of ongoing conversations in rehearsals about what people want to sing. Um, sometimes these go very off piste. Um, <laughs> we just one time we just ended up having a conversation about our flag means death, okay. and so now I'm right, I'm arranging a medley of pirate songs. Brilliant. Um, loves a mashup. If you've ever been to a Beaver show, she loves a mashup <laughs> as well. To be what sort of pirate songs? Um, Pirate songs might be a misnomer. It's kind of songs about being a pirate. Okay. Because there's that little song at the beginning of the first episode. Mm -hmm. Pirates, like, it's that ah. one. Um, and then I'm doing When You're a Professional Pirate <laughs> from the Muppets, Treasure Island. Wow. Um, and a song from a Gilbert and Sullivan show called With Cat Like Tread, which is a really loud song about being really quiet so you can steal <laughs> things. What does constitute as a professional pirate? Apparently you don't have to wear suits. <laughs> um, that, that's what they like... say. <laughs> you do mean pirates like on a big ship? Who are? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What, what did you think they meant? No, that's what I, I thought they meant, but then I thought maybe, you know, it wasn't that. And then I, yeah, I just wanted to check. <laughs> Because I had like a Captain Jack Sparrow in my head singing, you know, at the top of his lungs, um, Pirate's Life for me, yo ho ho, and sea shanties and things like that. Do you ever do sea shanties or do you stick to, to different sort of genres? We have a song that accidentally sounds like a sea shanty. Um, but some of the other songs that we like to sing are often about trans people mm -hmm. or written by trans people or about trans joy slay um, yeah. so one of the songs that we sang at uh, Transcend Festival last year uh, was All You Fascists and it's about how fascists are gonna lose in the end mm. um, we are singing currently Make a Man Out of You from Mulan oh. um, so brilliant song we like to sing songs that bring us joy we mm. usually just ask people what they want that to is sing. an absolute belter of a song it's uh, one of my favorite disney songs of yes, all time mine too yeah it's Banger. so good yeah are, are you doing any um shows this year or what what sort of plans have you got over the next six to 12 months um 
So we are participating in the Hands in Hands Festival in August. That's mm-hmm. where I heard you. Ah. Ah, somebody from Hands in Hands was there and they were My. talking about the Bristol choirs that were going to the festival. And that's where I heard, that's where, sorry. That's anyway, really. carry on. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what we've got. It's all pretty, it's still pretty open-ended at the, mm. mo- at the moment. I think we're kind of still working out what we want to do next. Um, yeah. And you meet every week? We do. This is when we'd normally be meeting. Wow. But we couldn't we couldn't have a meeting this week, so we're here. <laughs> um, so we meet every Thursday at 7.45 at Eastern Community Centre. And is that for an hour? It's an hour and a half. And a half. Okay. Oh, yeah, proper session as yeah. well, like proper getting into it. And is there kind of a charge to join the choir is there like a little membership fee just to help with kind of ongoing costs or is it kind of it's as accessible as you, it's pay as you can brilliant fab um so yeah we've got funding that means at the moment we can do it as people pay whatever whatever they're able to and that just helps our funding go further is that arts council funding or no, no? have we got at the moment the first funding we ever got was from British Red Cross, a project called Inspire 22, um, which was about funding uh, young people's community projects. Oh, great. Um, and the new one... I've remembered now. Sorry, I've just been driving all day <laughs> and my brain is a bit melted. We've currently got funding from the People's Health Trust. Oh, lovely. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Nice. Which has been really generous. It sounds like um, um, the, like the, the sort of biggest part of this is n- people knowing they can come every week, see people that they're going to start to get to know, make friends, be part of something and know that they can keep coming back. And also that it's because it's what they can afford. Of course, everybody's struggling at the moment. And I think that makes it even more accessible. For sure. Yeah. Um, and we meet up for socials sometimes. Uh, that's happening tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're a friendly group. Yeah, it's <laughs> I quite, can tell. It's quite chilled. Mm. It's, yeah, um, normally, so we've got an hour and a half, but we normally probably only actually rehearse for about an hour and 15. <laughs> just, it gives Have yeah. lots of chat. Yeah. Yeah. Is there kind of like a particular skill for the choir that you're missing that you need help with at all in terms, whether that's any kind of admin stuff or social media stuff or getting you kind of out there? Like, are you looking for people with set things to come on board that potentially may not be singers but want to help? um, (laughs) If you've got a place for a voice that sounds like a banshee giving birth, then I'm available. (laughs) We have space for everyone. Yes. (laughs) But we are actually currently looking for someone to help us with social media because Francis and I are both terrible at it. Um, And we are also looking to recruit some new members if possible. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So every Thursday, Eastern Community Centre, Bristol, yeah. Bristol uh, yeah. 7.45 to yeah. 8... Can't do maths. 8 30. Eight 30. <laughs> no, no, no. 7.45 9. to 9.15. 9.15. There oh, we go. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. And and I would just cut uh, your session down by half there, didn't I? I was like, did. no, yeah. let's give you 45 minutes instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you about was you mentioned off a therapy group. Yeah, um, so... The choir's part of Phoenix Song Project, which is something I set up a few years back. Um, so that's a kind of music therapy organisation mm. formed by trans and non-binary people. Um, 
and we've got a 10-week group coming up to start in March, um, which is kind of just, it's designed as a place for, well, we d- I started it, that those groups, because of people who said they'd love to sing in a choir, but they wanted to find their voice first. Mm. Um, so it's more of a kind of place to get together and play with the sorts of noises we can make. Um, but, and without worrying of, oh, I need to make this song sound good. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, a place to explore together, um, but with less of the sense of, oh, and we're going to perform something than you get with a so choir. So this is something completely separate, is it? That, to the se- first evenings? So it's still part of, they're both part of Phoenix Song Project, but it's a separate group. Okay. And when does that run? That's going to be on Thursday afternoons. And it's starting in, I think we're starting on the 21st. On the 21st. Of of March in central Bristol. Fantastic. Uh, So if people do need any more information, um, where do they look? Where can we find you? The easiest way to get in contact is probably... um, We've got a contact form on our website, which is phoenixsongproject.com. Um, but then we are also on, we're on Facebook Instagram as Instagram? Phoenix Song Project. We've got a Phoenix Song Project page on Facebook and we have quite a group. A Facebook what was group. The, what was the Facebook group called? Um, Bristol Trans and Non-Binary Choir is the name. For all. <laughs> Fantastic! Thank you both so much for coming on. Thank you so uh, much. If I wasn't doing radio, I would, uh, I would join yeah, well, myself. Thank you for having us. Always, and you'll have to let us know when you're yes. doing a little cheeky little concert, and <laughs> we can come and have a look, or we can send a roaming reporter to go and yes. record you. Stephanie um, Barney over there. Yeah, our Steph. She's got the old gadgets our and gizmos. Yeah. Um, Exciting. So yeah, keep in touch. Let let us know. We'd love to see you grow and grow and flourish and yeah. fill the world with beautiful song we'll absolutely do. thank you so much for having us thank you thank you always this segment was sponsored by talk to the rainbow visit talk to the rainbow.co.uk shout out lgbt radio for you for more information about shout out radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt shout out lgbt radio for you LGBT History Month with BCFM 93.2 Marsha P. Johnson Johnson self-identified in a variety of ways as gay, as a transvestite and as a drag queen Today, Johnson would likely be referred to as gender non-conforming She's considered to be a central figure in the Stonewall Uprising of 1969 when patrons of the Stonewall Inn, New York first fought back against police harassment and brutality The Stonewall Riots are considered the most important event that led to the gay liberation movement. In 1972, Johnson helped establish a shelter for gay and trans kids and in the 1980s was a prominent AIDS activist for ACT UP. Shortly after the 1992 Pride Parade, Johnson's body was discovered floating in the Hudson River. Although initially ruled as a suicide, the New York Police Department reopened the case in 2012 as a possible homicide. LGBT History Month with BCFM 93.2. The Shout Out Podcast. Ella Henderson and Rudimental. Don't even Alibi. N- know if I've heard that. Really? You I just mean, have. I have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just then. Yeah, just then. <laughs>
<laughs> Another it, great song. Right. They've been quite upbeat songs today. Yeah. Sometimes shout out like to throw in a bit of a curveball, <coughs> and I'm like, oh god, why are they playing this? <laughs> but these three have been real great. They've been upbeat. They've been bops. They've been shoulder shimmy worthy. <laughs> Shoulder shimmy, shoulder shimmy, wimmy wimmy shimmy. <laughs> shoulder shimmy worthy. So, uh, congrats, Steph. Thanks. <laughs> you sound so pleased with yourself. <laughs> well, I got more to do tomorrow, so. Um... You've got oh <coughs> oh I can't hear myself. Can you hear me, lovely people? Yeah, yeah I can. we can. I think you've got the head. Swap, oh. your, swap your headphones. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. The drama. There we are, back. <laughs> there you go. You're back. <laughs> You're back. Okay? back. Yeah. Are you you right are yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back, back, back again. Back. Great show today. Wasn't folks. it? It's lovely, Packed. wasn't it? Yeah. Jam really packed, good. front to back. Yeah. I thought it was going to be quite a quiet show because we had cancellations and all of a sudden the studio Everyone was packed. Showed up. <laughs> they heard... Oh dear, oh dear. They heard that me and Alid were um, co-presenting. And they, they were like, have to get on this show, yeah? There was yeah. queues yeah. outside the building. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I mean, we haven't let eight people in. I had to incredible. put my sunglasses on and put my hood up whilst walking yep. into the studio. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You need to wait. Yeah. We'll be out in a minute for autographs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By stage door. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's already, oh, there's two people there now. Waiting by the door must be for autographs. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm used to that. What can I say? Don't mind being only papped. two. <laughs> um, must got, try hard. I've got to say though, as you're just saying though, they, they were two really, really lovely interviews. Two quite different interviews, but both very important. Um, what they were talking about, I mean. Yeah, I think the the NHS are trying, but I think they're they're failing in There's some instances. Still a disconnect, I think, yeah. um, and I don't think. Whether it was my wording of the question or the understanding of the question, I am unsure whether they, whether the question hit in the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, I but think I think live radio has that effect sometimes as well. But um, it's fine, you know. Did you see? You know, she was wearing the the NHS rain with the rainbow. Yeah. Yes, color. I noticed that. Yes. The government decided they were going to stop that and uh-huh. stop well, any rainbow badges being worn. What did you expect from the current government? I mean, very little. Was it NHS? I thought it was her Unite badge. No, it was no, the NHS. Was wearing wearing both. Both. Oh, she was wearing both. Unite, yeah. Unite the union. Because yeah. I've still got mine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, NHS badge. yeah. Speaking of NHS things and things that are going on, the six overground railway stations that have been renamed. So the overground has got like six lines. They've been renamed. They've actually been given like line names now to try and make it easier for Londoners to navigate the overground. But one of those lines is called the Mildmay line in in memory and in recognition of the fabulous and incredible work that the Mildmay Hospital in London Mm. has. has done and um, they were at the height of the AIDS crisis in the 80s, 80s were, and the 90s yeah. and they still are a working hospital mm. they still have HIV patients go there and they are incredible so to see them etched in history that's forever that's really wonderful for very touching actually I didn't know that London on TFL maps that mm. are out there is going to be incredible <laughs> and the six lines are named after different like the line that goes through Wembley Stadium is called the Lionesses line mm-hmm. and that you've got the like the Weaver line and the Windrush line um, but yeah the Mildmay line we are there forever 
Isn't that That's nice? Fabulous. Good cool. news. It good is. news it for is. us. Good, good news. Good news good, for us. I love good news. Good news. I love good news with you, Alad. Thank <laughs> you. It's always good. It's always good news when you're here. Isn't Come it? On, yeah. Get over yourselves. All Come right. on. <laughs> Bear with. Bear with. Back. Back. Back, back, back again. Is that it? Are we done? No, not yet. Oh, great. Come on, you, you put your finger you up put everything. Finger up. Put, what? You put your finger up. You've got up. 30 seconds. T-Star, how are you? How have you been? <laughs> haven't, we haven't heard from you much today. In 30 seconds, do you want to tell us the most interesting thing about today? I know what it is. Oh, do you? Yeah. It you was spending time me. with me in oh, It was. <laughs> we had a very nice meal at Itsu. <laughs> oh, nice. Did. Yes. We did. Yes. Which is which is a very um, LGBTQIA plus friendly, LGBTQIA plus friendly yes. uh, uh, establishment. They fly the rainbow flag at Pride. Yes, they do. Well, where did that hour go? I know we move fast. Thanks for joining us. Next week, more of the same queerness, but without me. Oh, get over yourself. But, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ayers, Maine. Uh, but you can hear me over and over again at shoutoutradio.lgbt. <laughs> Plus a lot of other people. Steffi. Steffi, it's your Steffi. line. I'll say it in set. Go say on, goodbye, then. everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.